It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Podcast presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino Act. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you after a, a absolute classic Eagles Cowboys game on Christmas Eve. A super entertaining, super fun yeah. game, but an incredibly frustrating one to lose, especially because the mistakes were clear. You know, the turnovers, it was a game they had, Elliot. It was a game they should have won. And, and even more frustrating, if Jalen Hurts plays, they win that game easily and and Gardner wasn't even bad like Gardner's clearly one of the 32 best quarterbacks on the planet he should start somewhere but like man the the offense is just so much better with Hurts like frustrating on many levels Merry Christmas yeah Merry Merry Christmas I'm I'm drinking eggnog because I Mm. thought you appreciate it literally I do appreciate that to show you I'm in your Christmas spirit zone for you buddy (laughs) I had a little too much eggnog on Friday night let me tell you Uh yeah or no, I guess it was Thursday night. Let me tell you this: seven and a half hour drive down to uh, Greensboro was not a fun oh, time. Oh, that's uh, never fun eggnog. after a uh, too much but eggnog night. I'm sure that's what everyone's worried about right now. So let me let me just start start by saying this: the Eagles were up ten to nothing. They were up twenty seven to seventeen. They were up seven with a third and thirty. They were up after the first quarter, the second third of the court, the, the third quarter, and they had a chance to win the game late. So all that leads to what is an incredibly disappointing loss. This should be over. We should be starting this talking about how awesome it is that Sirianni clinched the number one seed, how far this organization has come since 2020. The fact that they did what you thought they would do two weeks left in the season tonight should have been the night. They played well enough, definitely, well, I don't even say on either side of the ball because we'll get into it, but they played well enough to win the game despite their many mistakes. So all that is still the reality of that it's a crushing loss. The other is... Before the game, 538 had them with a 97% chance to get the one seed. After the game, it's at 95. So they are going to be the one seed. I I don't feel I'm jinxing them by saying that. I don't feel I'm being overly optimistic. That was just an emotionally upsetting loss more than it was a season kind of defining one. 
But that being said, we are an emotional podcast. We are two emotional men. And let's be honest, <laughs> it feels like an incredibly blown chance that's a damper on the season. Like the defense was bad. Lane Johnson left with an injury. Age, uh, Avante left with an injury. Jordan Davis left with an injury. Jalen didn't play because he's injured. I mean, th- what really sucks about this is they had so many chances just to end it tonight. And now next week against the Saints, they're going to have to play their starters. They're going to have to play Gardner. They're going to have to put A.J. Brown out there. And the Saints are playing for something. I, like, I think they're going to win the game. But the Saints are playing for something. They have a chance at the playoffs. They won today. So it just feels like, and I know I said that I wouldn't even play the guys against the Cowboys, but they did. And they tried their hardest to win that game and they lost. And that's the incredibly uh, upsetting thing about it. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if I'm, um, like, I get it and I'm with you. And the injury is part of that. I am super concerned about, luckily, you know, at first it looked like the lane injury was was really bad. Then he kind of was able to get off. Yeah, uh, you locker know, room, though. yeah, look, and, and, and all those guys were out Maddox out for the game, Davis out for the game, you know, when it happened, that's never ideal, but you know, look, they, I'm with you in the, the macro sense of they're going to get the one seed and it is annoying that they weren't able to, to clinch tonight, but they're way better than the saints and they're way better than the giants. If it came down to that, especially a giants team that even though they lost today actually gained ground on clinching a playoff spot yeah. because the Seahawks lost, the Lions lost, Washington lost. So, like, the Giants are going to have nothing to play. They will have clinched. They will clinch next week one way or another. I feel super confident about that. So, so like, that last game, the Giants don't have anything to play for either. So, like, if it really came down to that, which, again, I don't think it will, I'm not nervous about them not getting the one seed. And I do think that, that you know, I did feel that watching the game and that, you know, as, as much as I, I'm really bummed they didn't win. I don't want to take away from that. But – you know, I, I did watch the game with a little bit more of a carefree attitude than I normally would because I know that, you know, deep down, they didn't really have to win this game. Like we talked about coming into it, if I have to choose which of the next two they could win, you could only win one. I'd rather win next week. I'd rather be the Saints. It's more important for the franchise on an overall sense. And and look, I don't think Dallas comes out as being like, oh, we're the big boys. We won this game. Like, they barely beat Gardner Minshew, and it took four turnovers for it to happen. Like, you know, I, they were they were not good today. Their defense did not look good against Gardner Minshew. Again, I, I'll say it before, I'll say it again, I'll say it throughout. I think if Hurts plays, the Eagles win this game easily. Easily mm-hmm. they win. They don't turn the ball over as much. They're not as sloppy. And Hurts just doesn't miss a lot of the throws that Gardner did. Like, the Eagles should have won this game, forgetting the Hurts part of it, as it happened today, like they should have won that game. They made more mistakes. They missed more throws. They had more opportunities and they just blew it. Like they blew the game. And that's why it's frustrating to because your point. It was an opportunity to just like, you know, shut it down. But at the same point, you can make the argument, you know, look, they're not going to rest all the guys for, for a month. So these guys are going to play at least this week or the next one way or the other. They're going to get opportunity. Like, you know, they're not, they're going to have another right. bye. So, you can spin it around that way and say, eh, it's not that big a deal from that perspective and, you know, hope that guys are hurt or okay. But, you know, it's definitely a missed opportunity because at least you can, you can choose how you go about it a little well, bit more, you know? It's interesting. Um, I always love when like our roles reverse on the podcast. Cause you, you watch this game, as you said, with a little more of a carefree attitude, that was not my emotional ride through this game. I was very, I mean, crushed is not the right word, but when they actually lost at the end, I just felt like, man, this is such a blown opportunity. I know we've said this so many times, 
And I do think they're going to get the one seed. And I'm sure the first 10 minutes, this pod will sound repetitive, but it is what it is. Like they had such an amazing chance again, up 10, nothing up 27 to 17. The third and 30 play is going to go down as an all time. Oh, one of the worst. Like it's, it's, it's right up there with, uh, with fourth and 15 in overtime in Tennessee. The yeah, play. I was going to say the, the sticks play. What's funny is yep. if they play sticks defense on that, they probably don't give it up. Right. Dude, like, Just a disastrous play there, especially for a defense that, you know, is so predicated on not giving up big plays right. to give up a third and 30 there to a guy who wasn't even on a team for the first 13 games and, of the season. Just we'll, we'll get into the defense more. I'm sure uh, it's not a good day for the Jonathan Gannon fan. Not a good day. Not not the, the Christmas Eve present. Uh, yeah. Not not Christmas Eve present. I wanted for my boy JG. Yeah. But I'll also say, like, I agree they win this game with Jalen Hurts. I thought early in the game, the first drive, you probably get a touchdown. There was another play that missed pass to Quez Watkins. Now they scored later in the drive, so it didn't matter that much. But there were a lot of plays. I thought today Gardner, first of all. What's ironic is he wasn't terrible, but he looked scared throughout the game in the pocket, constantly throwing off his back yep. He missed – his accuracy was not good. Goddard made a lot of uh, really good catches. Devontae was unbelievable. Devontae like, was unbelievable. Today really showed how accurate Jalen has been throughout this yeah. season. It's a great point, Elliot. Gardner w- w- was not accurate, right? So – like I think overall for Jalen's MVP cases probably helped his chances overall. But I remember a few weeks ago sitting in parks and we did uh, a show of, you know, are you afraid of the Cowboys? Right? So I think if Dallas comes to Philadelphia for the Eagles first playoff game, the Eagles will win that game. I will pick them to win that game. But also let's be honest, Dak Prescott has given this defense a ton of trouble, a ton of trouble. I it's know, true. but you it's know. a different game flow. Like they can put their ears I, back I, if they're ahead, if they don't have the, like if it's not as close a game and you have a bigger lead with Jalen, like you play them differently. Yeah. So I get your point, but like honestly, I like I go the other way and say Dallas's defense looked like crap. That was the whole thing. Is like the reason to be scared of Dallas was their defense, not their offense. And like they didn't look scary at all tonight. They looked I agree. horrible. I agree with that. Let me just just say my Dak thing. Like go ahead. now, there's been a lot of different variations of playing Dak. Backups, Schwartz is the coordinator, Wentz is the quarterback. So like. There, there are tons of different variations of it. But the bottom line is 40 points today, 51 points last year, 40 in another game. Uh, 2018, they had a big game against them. It just feels like we can parse it and look at it and go like, well, you know, like this was that case. And this, I just know whenever I see them play Dak in games they have to win, it feels like they always lose. So my concern from today was like the offense looked great. And I agree with that. And I think that they win the game of Jalen plays because I don't think they turned over four times. Now, I will say the two Minshew interceptions were Quez Watkins' fault, in my opinion. So you could argue, you know, if Hertz makes those same throws, they're not good throws. It's just Quez's fault. I thought they involved Quez too much. But where I come down on is I think if the Eagles play the Cowboys in the playoffs, they are probably going to give up somewhere around 30 points. Like I can defend Gannon all I want, blah, 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 blah. Bottom line is they always seem to struggle against Dak. Gannon does have a checkered history against great quarterbacks. So we can debate Gannon until the sun, you know, till the sun comes up. But the bottom line is they're probably going to give up close to 30 points. My concern is coming off of, you know, what will be three weeks off potentially, or at least a week off and, you know, potentially even more for Hertz. Right. I'm, I'm just, I, I think Dallas is capable of beating the Eagles in Philadelphia. I don't feel the way that they win that game by 10 plus points easy. I think they win uh, for sure. Cause the game plays itself out differently. Feel very differently than Gardner. But Dak really kind of has the Eagles numbers. Well, so. 
let me let me counter that from, from a couple angles. One, something that we talked about so much all season leading up to this, and like just because Hertz got hurt, you know, sorry the, the you know lack <laughs> of creative language there, yeah. but but just because Hertz got hurt, we stopped talking about the fact that this is a a roster that has played three straight road games, and the numbers on that in the history of football, as we know, or since they've been you know tracked or whatever are bad and the defense looked like crap today, but I don't expect the defense to look that bad in a situation where they're rested and at home and have the crowd on their side and are ready to go. So I do think it's a completely different situation. And from the hurts thing, it's not as simple as, Oh, just the, the look at the picks to Quez. And I agree. Those were on Quez. Quez was horrible. That second one where he just let the guy rip it out of his hands. I don't know. I don't know. Especially on a day where I do think Syken and Sirianni really had a great game from a a play calling perspective. The Quez stuff was, was strange. But I think the part about the hurts, hurts not being there that, that, you know, we don't, it's not just the throws. It's not just the specific misses or whatever. It's also the fact that hurts is their leader. Hurts is the guy hurts is the MVP. He's when he's out there, the team is different. They play differently. Everything works differently. They're tighter. The ship runs better. Like, so I, I don't think it's just as simple as saying, Oh, you know, Gardner, you know, look at those throws or whatever. I just think it's a completely different team when Jalen Hurts is out yeah, there. I, I, you know what I'm saying? And I, I agree with you on that. I think they would beat the Cowboys in Philadelphia, and I think they win tonight. The only thing I'm saying is the defense struggling the way it did. Now, I'll say this. The defense scored a touchdown. Um, the last six And what, what do you think of the, the three straight road things? Like, we forget talking about that, but they're going to have tired legs in this spot, yeah. you know? So, I know the numbers – back you up and i know you're right about that i just have to be honest and say it doesn't do it for me the way it does well it does be right i'm just i'm just and and i think you were probably right i just i'm not as factored in or worked up about that as you are but i'll say this about the defense too like scored seven points right uh a lot of short fields because offense kept turning it over they probably gave up i would say three legit touchdown drives that were you know 55 60 plus yards so maybe i'm overreacting a little bit I just know when I see the Cowboys score 40 points after what feels like they always do well against the Eagles, this was kind of my worst nightmare. Now, to your point, the offense did move the ball pretty easily. Like, even with the four turnovers, they still put up, well, I guess it would be 27 points because the defense scored seven of them, but they still put up 27 points. I thought they had chances to score more points. Like, so overall, I thought Gardner and the offense were okay. I think. You know, you said a thing about Gardner being a best 32 quarterback in the league, and you're right. He, he probably is. But I did think today also showed why Gardner will always probably be right where he is in his career because he can make a, some really nice throws, and he had some really nice throws today. But I think over a prolonged stretch, you saw today, Gardner just isn't as good in the pocket as Hurts. His presence is not as good. It felt like he was constantly running around. The offense didn't feel like it flowed as well. I actually didn't think the run offense was as was good at all today. Now, I thought they'd be able just to line up and run the ball, but clearly missing Jalen impacted them in the run game. Miles was good, though. I thought my other than the fumbles, the fumbles were a disaster, but Miles was good from a, from a you know, I thought they moved the ball well in the running game at times. Uh, look, the, the, Gardner doesn't do anything special. You know, Gar- at no point do you watch Gardner and say, wow, look at that. Yeah, that was, two or three know. throws where I was like, that was a nice throw. You know, yeah. but it, it was it, – when you watch Jalen – and I look, I, they had some long passes today, but I thought they weren't able to throw it deep as much as they always do, which is certainly because Jalen throws a better deep ball than Gardner does. And although we can blame Quez, he still did have two interceptions, right? I mean, I know Hertz had two last week, but Hertz has been really good with the ball. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean – I just leave this game and think, man, it should all be over, and it's not. And I think that's yeah. most for me. Just, just knowing I get that, it. 
And, you know, there's also part of me that's excited we'll get a competitive Saints game. And, you know, if you're the Eagles, maybe it's more fun to clinch at home and all those things. But, you know, as I sit here wondering how Lane Johnson's feeling, what to deal with Avante is, is, what we talked about leading up to the week. You want to put these players on the field for as few snaps as you can leading up to the playoffs. That's just the reality, right? And even in the playoffs, if you're up 20 points or, you know, 35 points, whatever, like take them off. There's every snap they play is a risk. And this roster is so talented and has such a real chance to go to the Super Bowl. That, that they have to play a whole nother week and game plan for a whole nother week and put their bodies on the line against a physical Saints team that's playing for something, it just sucks. And, you know, again, I would have probably tanked versus Dallas. And maybe I would have felt different after this. And I would have sat here and said, well, they didn't play their starters tonight. So it's okay that they lost and they're going to get the one seed. But watching them try to beat the Cowboys, not do it, suffer injuries, and have to play another week, it just feels like it really couldn't have gone much worse in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I get Like, I, I just... I get it. I, I just look I, again, like you said, they still have a 95% chance to get the one seed. One seed. I, I again, other than the injuries, which I can't argue with at all. Obviously injuries are, are your biggest concern with all this stuff right now. You know, they, they should have won the game and, and they had their backup quarterback in. And we saw the, the gigantic Delta between their starting quarterback MVP should be, or, you know, yeah, top two, or three, tonight. top two or three quarterback, no matter how you look at it from any level in the league this year to Gardner, like what a massive difference. And they lost because they turned the ball over four times and played sloppy football and, you know, blew opportunities. I, I really, I, I get your point that it is frustrating that they could have clinched and controlled their own destiny or, or controlled their own decision-making from here. But, you know, look, they're not going to sit everyone for a month. Like people were going to play in these next But I would games. have. I, I for a month that's crazy. I, would I, would have, and I think they would. I have. think like we see the rust so much. I like the the Colts did that. They were 14 though. They sat everyone, everyone killed them. They lost both games. Then they had a week off and they lost in the playoffs. Like yeah, rust is a real factor. I don't think I wouldn't want everyone to sit the entire time before it anyway. Again, I, I would have been fine if they sat everyone for this Dallas game and just moved on to next week. So I like I, I get I get how it's frustrating and the injuries again are, are a separate issue. But outside of that, you know, I I, I just can't see that. Like I'm I'm completely against well, this idea of, of this being some sort of again, you lose to Dallas, that sucks. It's a game you should have won. That sucks. It's annoying that they won and and you it could be all over. That sucks. But from a a you know season macro perspective of where this team is at, I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, whatever. You so know? what I would say, and you keep saying they they should have won the game, right? And I don't even they know should have. They well, lost by six, and they turned the ball over four times, that, and, and had so many blown opportunities. But that's what I'm saying. I think they they caught like I get your point about should. And again, if Hurts is there, I think they do win easily. Right, but. I don't know, man. At the same time, they did turn it over four times. They did give up the third and 30. So you're right that they should have won it. I think they're a better team than Dallas. It's just for them to be so sloppy in this situation was surprising too, you know, to go into such a big Again, spot. third straight road game. Like, I don't know. I just, I get it. I just think I can't get too worked up over that. This team's been awesome all year. And third straight, a game that we all thought they were going to lose starting the season to begin with. They didn't have their best players, the MVP of the league. They lost by six because of a bunch of stupid mistakes. Like, yeah, I'm bummed they lost, but I'm nowhere near where you're at as this sort of being any indictment whatsoever of this team or this matchup. And I'm not saying it's a big indictment. I'm just saying they gave up 40 points. They lost to the Cowboys. I just, 
I just know that when I was watching it in the fourth quarter, I kept thinking to myself, this is their chance to clinch the one seed. And they still will get the one seed. But it just felt like such a golden chance that that was absolutely blown. Let's talk about the third and 30 play, though. Because Yeah, I, can we crush like, your boy yeah. Gannon? Like, what a disaster. All right, good. I, go I will never forget how, and deservedly so, and look, Corey Graham deserved it too, but how, how much Jim Schwartz, and it was really Corey Graham's fault more than Jim Schwartz's, but how much Jim Schwartz got destroyed for that fourth and 15 in overtime. And that was overtime and that was fourth down, but third and 30 to T.Y. Hilton? Yeah. Defend your boy, Elliot. Defend, and look, players got to make plays and all that, but like third and 30. Yeah, so I can't defend the third and 30 play. The third and 30 play was insane. But what, what was so crazy is, you know, they get the touchdown, right? On, uh, I think it might've been fourth down or whatever on the play before, but they go up 37 to um, 20, 34, 27 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, Reddick sack almost got the ball, by the way. Linval Joseph's like a millisecond away from getting that ball. They, so they almost do that. They get to Josh Sweat sack, third and 30. It really felt to me again, like I talked about it, up after the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. When it was third and 30, I thought they had won that game. It felt like to me they had put it away. And I think you can look at that play and say a couple different things. One, this defense is built on not giving up big plays. So I think we can both sit here and say, the call was probably one that should have prevented it, but, but he's the coordinator and you can't give up that play under no situation. I do think it looked, I didn't think Darius Slay had a great game. I, I'm not in Dallas, so I Agreed. can't what happened, Agreed. but the fact Darius Slay lets T.Y. Hilton run by him is weird to me. And, and then, had that huge penalty earlier too. Had the like, huge penalty on fourth down. I mean, it was clearly, it was clearly, a yeah, that led to a touchdown. They stopped on fourth down there. It's a different game too, yeah. you know? Josiah Scott was in coverage on T.Y. Hill and it looked like maybe he was late to get over or something. So I think that the play was probably poor execution by the players. Obviously, I don't think the, the coverage was meant to give up a third and 30. But the bottom line is you can't give up a third and 30 at the end of the day. That's unacceptable. Now, the defense overall, my concern would be, and you know, this was on the broadcast. It was interesting watching the game on broadcast via live, just how mm -hmm. much more information you get from the broadcast. Totally. But um, I mean, Dak ate the zone up tonight. I, I don't know what his end of number, end of game numbers were, but at one point I think he was something like 16 of 16 with three touchdowns against the zone. So I do think that the defense to a certain extent made them work for it. It didn't feel easy. There were long drives, 14 play drives, 10 play drives. The offense put them in tough spots. And, you know, I think about half the time they held them out of the end zone. Like the two last possessions after offense turned it over, you could argue it's still a game because they give up that third and 30, but it's also still a game at the end because the defense holds them to field goals and not touchdowns after the offense hands it right back to them. So I think if you had to, if you could only give 100% of the blame to the offense or the defense, I think it clearly belongs on the defense. But I also think if you can parse it, like the offense gave up, gave the ball up four times, put the defense in some tough spots. And part of me does think that if you're going to make Dallas go on 12, 13 play drives, you hope they make a mistake. But at the same time, as I started it off with is this, Dak clearly seems to be able to beat whatever the Eagles coverage is. Now, does Gannon have a trick up his sleeve? Does Gannon have something for the playoffs where he'll switch things up? I'm Gannon's biggest defender. We've debated him since he's been hired almost, or certainly at least since ha halfway through last year. I'm not confident he has another trick up his sleeve for the playoffs. I'm not confident he won't just come out in the playoffs and do the exact same thing. Now, if the offense plays better and he plays the exact same scheme and they don't give up an historic third and 30, we're probably feeling different about it because maybe they only give up, you know, 27 points in the offense because Jalen's there doesn't put them in tough spots. But, but 
the scheme to stop Dallas to stop Dak today was certainly not impressive. And Dak has lit them up. So I, I can't defend Gannon after this. Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said. You know, I, I think the offense has to take some blame. They had four turnovers, including a few deep in territory where it's like, you know, what do you do? It's going to yeah. can only do so much. And and defense did have a touchdown today. I, I think, down look, Sorry, real quick. Yeah. The third down defense was really bad. Early on, they were like, six of eight. And then the two times they didn't get it, they got it once on fourth down. So they, they actually got them. I thought in some manageable situations on third down, you know, they, it wasn't like they were constantly, uh, you know, converting third and threes. It felt like it was like third and sixes, third and tens, obviously third and 30. Right. So the first and second down defense actually wasn't that bad. It was just time after time after time. They did not make the play when they needed to. And let's be honest, they make one or two more plays, to your point, they do win this game. They get off the field on third and 30. They probably win this game, right? They get off on two more third downs. They probably win this game. It, it's just, at the end of the day, 40 points is 40 points, and there, there's no excusing that. Yeah, yeah. And again, look, they lost Maddox early. He was came out like a bat out of hell, was playing an amazing football game. And then- Missed an early sack, though, for what it's worth, which was a big play. Yeah, and look, yeah. It, it looked like he had him, but- um, look, you know, you could only, you can only do so much in that situation, but look, the third and 30 is a disaster and, and Gannon, it has to fall at his feet. It's the kind of thing where, you know, look, this defense has been so good all season. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm, I'm not saying fire Gannon, even though I, you know, I'm not a Gannon fan nor have I ever been a Gannon fan, but like, you have to look at the, the sum of the season. But if that play happens in a playoff game, if that was a playoff game and the playoff game plays out that way and that play happens. It's like fire Gannon, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, so it is, you know, one of those. Does this um, game change how you feel about this defense going into the playoffs? No, not, I mean, not in a big way. Again, look, I, I it's about who's there. You get Maddox back is, is where CJ GJ, even though Blankenship has been good to that. That just adds depth. Um, you know, uh, Jordan Davis, they lost <laughs> today. See, all uh, that. Did you see CJ GJ after the third? He's so funny play? tweeting. He just yeah, can't he tweeted something like should have been an interception. I'm like, yeah. I'm not sure if I disagree, but man, yeah. Know? Look, and I think not great. he's like clearly itching. Um, so you know, and again, I, I know you underrate it, but I do think there is something to the three straight road games. I do right. think your legs get tired. It's a lot of travel. These guys have played a long season, like and on a short week. Think, uh, and on a short week, I do think there will be something to getting rest before the playoffs, that extra week off. The, who knows if they win next week, they get two weeks off for certain guys, all that. I think that'll matter. And I think that'll help. So uh, I, again, I, I really, today sucked that they lost, but I also, I, I'm not, I don't really take any massive things away from it moving forward other than the injuries and the concerns about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, the injuries are part, the injuries are, I would say the biggest concern. I would say that, before the game, I was at like 80% they were going to go to the Super Bowl. I think after today, I'm probably at more like 70%. Just because seeing... Oh, yeah. So this game had literally zero yeah. impact yeah. on on my feelings for the rest of the season. If anything, again, it made me feel like Dallas isn't, isn't that good. But, you know? but So Dak doing what he did today and this offense putting up 40 points doesn't change yeah, but at it, all? Again, like, and look, maybe they did the zone thing because they know they could face Dallas in the playoffs. Maybe, you know, it's yeah, the type maybe. Of thing where with Gardner, you don't really have to worry too much about, you know, it's going to be a different looking offense because Gardner's there. So you could show whatever you want with Gardner. But on the defensive side, that's the same defense that they're going to face in the playoffs. Maybe you are rope doping a little bit while not maybe. throwing the game away. So, you know, it's the kind of thing where do you, don't, wouldn't you adjust? It seems weird they didn't adjust if the zone was killing him like that all, all game and they kept talking about it and stuff. So, 
Um, but I, just, look, I think uh, they're I think they're okay with playing this type of defense, and that like and that's our constant debate are. we're gonna have. I, I just know? am not like Dallas is fine. I, I just don't think Dallas is that scary, I, and and I haven't really the whole season, you know. And again, their defense stunk. I, I again, the only reason I was at all quote unquote concerned about Dallas earlier in the year, or whatever, when we talked about it, was how good the defense looked and how. Yeah you know, dynamic it was. And it didn't look good at all. It just, you know, it just didn't against Gardner. I mean, I feel like Hertz would, would tear that defense up. Like, I just am not super scared. Again, I'll keep saying with the Niners. And again, I'm not scared of anybody. I'm not even that concerned of anybody, but I'm definitely more concerned of the Niners than the Cowboys by far after that. Um, let me say one more thing about the third and 30, then we can move to the offense if you want. Um, third and 30 to me, to give like a real world, world example of this. The third and 30, when you have a chance to clinch the one seed, clinch the division in prime time against your division rival, is a type of mistake where, let's say you work in an office and you're a, sa a salesperson and you're the number one salesperson at the, at, the at the team, right? Your numbers crush every week. You're unbelievable at your job. And you make that type of mistake. The boss calls you in and go, look, man, we're not going to fire you, but that's a fireable offense. Like to make that level of mistake, it's like running an ad that has a massive curse word in it or something like to give up that play in that spot has such a big impact on this team. Uh, uh, but again, again, it doesn't though. Like it does if this were really a must win game. Well, like but it does said, because they now they have to they win have 95%. They're not going to sit the guys for, for a month. I think they would have. I think they would I totally disagree. I think that's crazy. I think it would be insane to sit guys for a month, not play competitive football for a month before a playoff game. That's nuts. That's I, I, nuts. I'm, I'm that's just saying. Nuts, feel, that's nuts. I, right. Well, you, are, I, you are making way too big a deal about the importance of this game. Like way too big a deal. I don't I, know, I man. Disagree they, they, more, have man. To, they have to play their guys now next week. And that – it, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And and to your no, point, because they weren't going to sit for a month. That's crazy. I think they were going to. Though. I think I, that would have been. Well, if they did, then that would have been a huge mistake. And right. I'm and we could If they were going to sit their guys for a month, then I'm happy they lost today so that they couldn't do that because that would have okay. been so stupid. Right. And we can say how what we would have done, how we feel about that. And maybe you're right. Maybe if they sit at their guys for a month, that's a massive mistake. I just know that to give up that play in that spot has a had, to me has a big impact on how things are handled moving forward. And because of that, that is a really, really terrible mistake in a huge spot. That's that's all I'm trying to say. I, I give Gannon a lot of credit. I just want to make sure everybody can hear me say that was an egregiously terrible, awful mistake in a big spot that is now impacting this franchise moving forward. Okay. Uh, I agree with everything and impacting it moving forward to a small, small, small degree in my mind. Because again, I think they would have played guys anyway. But I get your point, and I definitely agree that is an unforgivable play in that situation, no matter what. Uh, no matter what, even if it's a preseason game, that's an unforgivable play in that spot, obviously magnified in any game of any meaning, especially against, you know, the Cowboys and all that stuff. Um, all right, offensively, like, look, there's not too much to say. We talked about Minshew. Um, you know, Devontae, AJ, both great. Devontae was, was particularly special. I thought Miles – was good other uh, but then the fumble I really was only okay ru ruins the before i mean the fumble kills it um you know I, I don't i don't have too much else to say about the offense you know outside of i thought they moved the ball really well against uh, a vaunted dallas defense with their backup quarterback so 
I disagree. I don't think Miles was that great. I'm looking at his numbers. He averaged three yards a carry, 65 yards. I didn't yards. say he was great. I just thought he was good. I thought he, I, 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 I didn't was, notice him being yeah. bad other than the fumble. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like how was how was the play otherwise, Miss Lincoln? I mean, that fumble was was pretty big. But yeah, a disaster. I yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I'm, he had a bad game because of the fumble. There's no yeah. question. I just I, my hope was that the run offense was running offense was going to be better than it was. It's clear how much Jalen helps this running offense. If they had, you know, I'm trying to get the best non-mobile quarterback in the league is let's say Joe Burrow, right? They have Joe Burrow back there, quarterback. It's clear that this running attack would not be as good as it is with Jalen because mm-hmm. I think they have a great offensive line. I think Miles no is a very good running back. I thought they would have been able to come in and run the ball. I mean, they set the franchise record for rushing yards in a game or whatever a month ago. So they can run the ball when Jalen's there. I just thought without Jalen, they would be better. And I thought if they ran the ball better today, they probably have a better chance to win the game. They kill more clock, all, all those things. Um, from an offensive perspective, my question for you would be, if J- now, how do you handle Jalen next week? Like, are you confident enough in how Gardner looked that if Jalen is not whatever we want to define a hundred percent, I know no one's a hundred percent, but however you want to define it, right? Like the Jeff, the Jeff McLean report was that he's probably going to be out two games. Does, does losing this game, do you maybe, are you itching to move, get Jalen back a little earlier because of it? No, I, I'm only playing Jalen if he's a hundred percent. I think they're going to win. I think they can beat the Saints and probably will be, especially at home, would beat the Saints without Gardner anyway, uh, or with Gardner anyway. And again, like, I think if they wanted to play their guys, especially because you have a week off, if you want to play your guys against a Giants team that has nothing to play for that least last week, which is going to happen, I think it's as close to 100% win as there is in the NFL, as close as there is. Like, you will 100% win the football game if you play your guys against the Giants last week. And I'd be okay with that. Again, a spot to get them some action. I don't like the idea of them sitting that long. I really don't. I've seen it too many times where teams rest guys for multiple weeks before the playoffs and they just look rusty and they don't look right. So, I, you know, and you could even argue with the Falcons game that, that 2017, that the Eagles didn't look right that first half and mm-hmm. they still almost lost that game. So, you know, I just – I'm not a huge fan of resting guys that long before the playoffs. Um, so, I'm not concerned. I, I'm waiting until Hurts is 100%, and if it takes one more week and then he comes out and beats the Giants and puts a cap on the season, I'm fine with that too. I'm, I'm just not that concerned. Like, I, I get it. I'm not – you know, obviously I'd rather they just end it, but I'm just not – it's just not a huge worry for me. I think they're going to be the one seed. I'm worried about Hurts being healthy, and I don't want them to get too much rest before the playoffs. That's like my general overview. Yeah, I mean – I, I would bet my life they're going to be the one seed. And yeah. I don't say that lightly. Like, I would bet my life that they get the one seed in the NFC. Now, someone cut that audio and don't make me pay. <laughs> but let me, let me take All right, you down. Elliot, it's time to die. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the Go Birds pod. Um, let me take you down my, like, biggest fear path. And you tell me that it's not going to happen. But let me at least tell you it's what I was going to happen. Okay. So, so my only concern is, like, I th- they are going to get the one seed. I think they're going to beat the Saints. The only thing that's concerning is until you clinch it, it's there's just a little part of me like, let's say they sit Jalen out because you're right, they don't want to put him out there. He's not 100. percent First snap of the game, Gardner Minshew, God forbid, gets a hit and he's out. Now you have Ian Book, and then it all Ian comes Book down revenge to- game. Okay, yeah, there, yeah, that's a good Ian point. Book Ian Book revenge game. game. Yeah. Come on, Elliot. Yeah, I just, uh, I- man. They just had it. They had it. They had it. It should be over. I get your basic point of it's better to have just clinched and then you can decide how much you want to play guys. You can decide how you handle it. I'm not – I'd rather clinch than not. 
I just, I'm not as obviously close to as concerned about it as you are. Cause you do, you keep, you just said you'd bet their, your life. They'd be yeah, the one. So again, I'm, I'm and how can you be that worried about it? Like it, those two things well, don't really jive. It's like an oxymoron or something. As, as people on the bet parks know, I make a lot of bad bets, right? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, who knows? I just, uh, I just like, um, I'm trying to think how to phrase it. They're going to be the one seed. It's just sitting there watching this. I'm like, man, this is such a blown blown chance. You can only blow so many chances until it comes back to bite you. Like, I think they will beat the Giants if they need to in week 17. But we have, you know, I hate to pull this line out, but like we've seen a lot of really bad things in Philly sports happen, right? Not over till it's over. Collapses, you know, those type of things. So to be so close, like to enter that fourth quarter, having it, like you were right there, you had it. And to let it slip through your fingers, and, and, you know, like Jalen's hurt. Like maybe he'll come back next week. Maybe he'll come back against the Giants if they need it. Jalen Hurts is injured. His shoulder is hurt. He would not have played if this was a playoff game today, right? So I have faith in Gardner because he played well. But this team is not the same with Gardner as they are with Jalen. They can't run the ball as well. Gardner's not as dynamic. He's not as good running the ball, obviously. He's not as good passing the ball. Jalen is a far better passer than Gardner is. So – when when the Chicago Bears game ended and we sat here and talked like just rest everyone versus Dallas and like that was with the confidence that Jalen, if needed, could come in and play at 100 percent with that safety net not gone because Jalen, you know, could go out there at 50 percent. Jalen could go out there against the Giants if needed. But just the worry of not knowing how Jalen will look when he comes back for me compounds the fear of ignoring the numbers, right? Like we're, we're an analytical pod to some degree, right? Like we, we believe in analytics, all those things. So I know that I can sit there and go, they have a 97% chance of getting the one seed, which is why I bet my life on it. But I also know that their starting MVP quarterback is not a hundred percent and that weird things happen. And so it just sucks that they blew it. You know? Yeah. I get it, buddy. I just, I don't feel you. I get it though. I really do. I understand what you're saying and it's logical from your perspective. Again, I just don't understand the concept of they're going to get the one seed, but I'm freaking out because nothing else matters. About but they could also get the one seed a different no, a number of different ways, who right? Like crap. If they, as long as they get the one seed, who cares what happened in today's game other than injuries? Like well, literally it's meaningless other well, than that, other than getting the one seed, right? Like if they end up getting the one seed, did this game matter other than injuries? Yes. How? Yes. Because how? I think, well, let me, let me tell you how, because I think if you're playing to win the defense today was playing to win the game and they gave up 40 points, right? So going into the playoffs, it matters how they're playing. Like the last time we saw this defense play, and I know it was against the bears, but overall you could argue this is probably the worst team to game. The yeah. defense. Don't, don't, think this, don't think this is probably the worst game they played. Yeah, they're making, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like this, that's a leap to say like, oh, they, leap, they, I'm just saying you don't want them going into the playoffs off of, of a bad outing or something. Again, yeah, I think, it, and I also told you again, you, you don't put any stock in the three straight road games. I do. <laughs> no, I do you think put it, a lot. I of really, stuff. I think it matters. All right, let's move on because I have a couple other things, and it's Christmas Eve, and 100. You know, yes, let's 100%. get the hell out of here because um, they lost, and this is too long a pot already for uh, losing. Uh, uh, game thing. Especially for a loss, um, it doesn't matter. It did, just, yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. I didn't even care about this game. I expected you to say a wow. long ago. Um, uh, all right, quick. Steichen, by the way, just one more shout out. I thought Sirianni and Steichen, from a play calling perspective, really had an amazing day. I thought they really called a great game and 
you know, some of the fourth down calls. I mean, that that touch on the, the Smith for him to be that. I, I thought they should get the field goal there, you know, hand up. Yeah, I thought that um, was an amazing play. I also thought, like, Shane Steichen got so much camera time in his agent. Good, finally. Again, can you think of a more, uh, like, a recent, like, we were wrong or we're surprised by guy? Like, last year, there's not a single Eagles fan after last season was like, yeah, Shane Steichen. Not one! Oh. It was my biggest concern coming into the year. Yeah, he's been unreal. I I thought that Devontae played too. It reminded me of the Philly special in the way that when they ran the Philly special, obviously the call was huge, everything, all that. But the way they executed it was ridiculous. Like just so crisp. This play today was so crisp, the way they called that. Yeah, it was was a really great play. Um, Non-Eagles, two quick things. Carson? I saw that. Yeah. Hilarious. Wouldn't it be it's so strange if uh, like they're in a playoff race and they're like, oh, let's get a Carson in? Is it like, I don't know. It's so, it's so dumb. Wouldn't it be hysterical if somehow Washington made the playoffs, upset the Vikings in week one or the first playoff, and Carson came to the Oh, Vikings. Elliot. It won't happen. But like, we've been that, waiting for the Carson. The dream, buddy. That's the dream, buddy. That's the dream. It feels like Washington's not going to make the playoffs at this point, even though they're a playoff team right now. But, but I, that, that's the dream. Um, Avante is uh, in a walking boot, by the way. Oh, God. Also, Dak Prescott on facing the Eagles in the playoffs. Very confident. Cool. I, I yeah. can't wait for that. Nothing uh, on late yet. Let, here's what I'll say, and I know you think it's a curse. I don't because he said it on TV, but I'll quote Shady McCoy. Dak is ass. Mm, um, and I believe that. I believe that. Um, all right. Uh, last thing. By the way, did you? I, I sent this to you. The, the most insane stat that people might not know right now going around is with Seattle's loss today, teams that have faced the 49ers have gone 0-13 the week that after they've faced It's like one of the craziest stats I've ever seen. And I don't know if it means anything or what, but it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. And last thing I got is uh, everyone should go to Elliot's uh, Twitter feed and, and check out his Bill Belichick tweet because he came in hot. <laughs> came I in hot. Know. If Bill Belichick did not have Tom Brady, he would just be a defensive coordinator. He would have been fired eventually by the Patriots. He would be hanging in the league as a defensive uh, All right, we've, re- we've reached the end of the podcast. Boy, do you have anything else? I'm done. Um, No, I mean, we'll have pods throughout the week, obviously. The Saints game matters yeah. now. So there'll be a ton Here of time. Here and there. I, it'll be a weird week because uh, I'm off all week. But we'll figure it out. We'll definitely, we will definitely have pods at some point. Yes, for sure. yes. Um, um, I mean, I guess Not just Merry Christmas. If you're listening to this now, look at that. It's, it's literally Christmas, presumably, if you're taking time on your Christmas day to listen to this. I will say, if you're not listening to this until Monday or Tuesday, I do not blame you for taking a day after <laughs> that frustrating loss that nobody wants to spend their Christmas I listening. can't believe we're still talking about it. I'm with you. I know. Um, but we love the GoBirds listeners, so we had to do it for them. Yeah, I'm with you. And, um, and we'll be back at some point this week and Delhi's point. Um, we love all of you and happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, all this stuff, whatever it is. Um, yeah, we wouldn't be talking right now if it weren't for you guys. So we better days are ahead for the Eagles. Better days yeah. are ahead. Yeah, I'm like, it didn't even matter. Who cares? I'm not saying here's here's my here's my 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 personal title, and it won't be the title for the podcast because we always try and encapsulate we you know what we're both thinking and the, and the whole thing. But if it were my title, it'd be you know, go birds pod, Eagles, Cowboys post game pod. Who cares? Mine might be Eagles, po- Eagles, Cowboys post game pod. Elliot risks his life for this team. <laughs> <laughs> How about that, Elliot? Elliot risks his I life. I said, I said neither one of these was going to be the title. I was wrong. 
might have to be I, the title. Yeah, I think yeah. Elliot ripped it. Yeah, that's it. All right. Um, you got any final thoughts, buddy? Oh, we just did it. Christmas. Merry yeah, Christmas. they'll be look, they're gonna go to the Super Bowl. It just Elliot. <laughs> Let the just, I'm just bummed. All right. It just sucks to know that this is what happened tonight. Hey, buddy. I hope you're. The pod should be I different. I know my, it should have been. I know how much you love Christmas. I hope it's. I do love Christmas. I, I hope I it's love, magical. I love Christmas. I love you. I love the listeners. So I'm still overall very happy. Um, Good. And I have I have some road trip takes for the next pod. Oh, can't wait. Um, I'll have some movie takes for the next pod. We got all kinds of good very stuff. nice. Um, all right. Enjoy Christmas. I know you love it and everyone else. And uh, we'll be back later this week. Peace out your dreams.